Hello, everybody. This is McGruber, and you are listening to BDE Radio. I hope you guys are having a great week. I know I have been. Um, with me, as always, is Cam. Cam is on the road right now, so we have him on the phone. Cam, how's it going? Man, you know, just just running the road, doing our thing. Um, got a lot of good things to talk about, though. I know that. Uh, I hate I can't be at the house at the moment, um, and we are recording a little late because life happens. But uh, we are going to do it, and we're going to try our best to stay consistent with it. And, uh, you know, we're just adapting. But uh, we got a lot of good things to talk about, man, like this, like this cute little draft we had. Yeah, man, the draft. Got a little MJ last dance. Thank God that came out because uh, it it's really dang good. I, I did not know anything about them, mainly because I just, you know, was way too young during that time. Yeah, I, uh, just, I just simply haven't watched any of it. I know it was the 98 season, right? Yeah, it's a 98 season. It's their last season together. Right. Yeah, 90, uh, the 98 season, uh, was that the 72-win season? Ooh, that was a good question. I have no idea. Well, anyway, uh, I know they were just dominant. I mean, they had Dennis Rodman and, and Pippen and MJ and Kerr as their, as their, as their three-shooter, and uh, they were a hell of a team. I know that. Absolutely. And we'll talk about some of the Tom Brady – uh, Rob Gronkowski, all that kind of stuff. So it's a it's a really sports filled episode this week. Uh, hang in there with us, guys. I know everything going on with the coronavirus is still rampant, but hey, it's life at this point. So hang in there. We're gonna be your distraction, your little escape, your little mental vacation, as some say. So thanks for joining us and enjoy this little little song. I love that he actually just branched out and said, "You know what? The hell with it. I'm just gonna do." I'm gonna do I'm gonna do my kind of music and it's gonna sound like me, but it's gonna have a little electronic vibe. And honestly, that's one of my favorite songs by him ever. Oh, I know, it's incredible. It's something honestly, I can see you doing that when you branch out eventually too, just from, you know, country. I can see you definitely doing something like that. A hundred percent. That's the goal. Me and Matt were talking about it. Um, and that is the goal for sure, just to branch out and explore our electronic options, our pop options. And put a little twist on something because I'm gonna sound how I sound no matter what, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I know we've talked about it too, where you were talking to uh, somebody out in LA that wanted you to come out there and go over his sample and stuff. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's some there were some pretty cool opportunities happening for sure. Yeah. So that'll be interesting, uh, especially when you get to that level. So um, let's start off with our first topic. I mean, it's the talk of the town right now. It's everybody's talking about it. It's the main thing that's happened. It's it's the NFL draft, and honestly, at the beginning, there wasn't too much controversy. There wasn't really anything, you know, out of the blue. Um, everything kind of went off without a hitch, especially with it being virtual. I thought that was really interesting that there was a few awkward moments, but at the same time, there wasn't, you know, the one – one mess up where, you know, Goodell's just standing there for 10 seconds, not saying anything. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't, you, you anticipate just like any other interview on any news channel. I mean, when you're doing something remotely, there's going to be lag time between input and output. So, I mean, you're going to have some breaks, but, uh, I think it went as well as it could have been, you know? Oh yeah, absolutely. I think they did a good job with it. Honestly. I mean, it was a little weird, you know, seeing Goodell, like, trying to get the fans, the quote-unquote fans, hyped up. And that was a little awkward, but on, otherwise, it wasn't that bad. You did get – there was some funny spots when the uh, commentators, you know, like Booger and them and Trey Wingo or Mel Kuyper, one of them would be talking and the other would start talking over each other. It's just, your, yeah. you know, your typical Skype talk. 
no doubt. It was it was it was weird. It was weird just to be a part of it, honestly. But we can always say we were part of the first virtual draft. That's for sure. Oh, absolutely. I mean. It would have been really cool to see it in Vegas. Um, they are getting a mulligan with it. They're going to go in 2022, even though Goodell did goof that up and said 2020, which, you know, that, that's that's kind of right now, Roger. But uh, Yeah, I think he's getting a little old. Yeah, I think he uh, he, he, he kind of had a little Biden Biden moment right there. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I thought the overall product was pretty good. Uh, there were some funny moments. Like, did you see Mike Vrabel's kids? No, no. What what was going on, dude? One of them had like a dyed blonde mullet with a with a uh, like Fu Manchu in a football jersey standing over to the right of him. Another guy, another son, is dressed up as Frozone from uh, The Incredibles. And then you have a little girl just sitting on a chair, just sitting there, and he. And then you got Vrabel just sitting there, uh, you know, dip spitting into a cup the entire time. No way. Swear to God, it was hilarious. You know, it was like every like three seconds he was spitting in that cup. That's uh dude, honestly, that's the reason I would love to play for that guy though. I mean, dude, he, he's just himself, you know? Oh, I mean, that's the only way you can be. A hundred percent. hundred percent. I mean I, I don't know. Who did they pick up first round? I, I forget. Uh they got Isaiah Wilson, I know that. What what does he do? He's I don't a, know much he about was UGA uh, right tackle. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I don't know Dude, if they I had was, another pick or not, though. I I don't know, man. Dude, I I just don't see them being not good with with the way that he coaches, like, and just how much intensity he brings to the game, and and you can obviously tell he's a players' coach. I love that, and I, I obviously it shows in his kids. He obviously lets his kids be themselves. So that's uh that's that's pretty cool to to, to see as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. The only thing with them is, do you really trust Tannehill? Is he a Super Bowl winning quarterback? You know, no, no is the answer to that. They got to get. He is a what he is is a uh, patch. He's a band aid right now uh, on a problem, and uh, they'll they'll adjust. I'm sure. I'm sure unless he just comes out and throws for, you know, five thousand this year. But yeah, I doubt it. I mean, it was either him or Mariota. I mean, Cam Newton's still out there, but they did just give Tannehill a pretty, pretty big contract. Not big, big, but, I mean, still like 22 mil or something like that a year, which is still a lot of money. So it'll be yeah, interesting to see what they true. do. No doubt. I think uh, – is is when's the next part of it? Is it tonight? Yeah, it's tonight. Dude, I, I, I think tonight, tonight's draft will be more – I guess more uh, exciting in terms of you don't expect some of the picks. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, absolutely. Like uh, we did get a couple shockers. Um, we'll get to the big one. That'll be our main topic here in a little bit. But the a big shocker for me was Clyde Edwards Hilaire going right there at the end with Kansas City. I love that, dude. I I told you. I've, we've talked about this, dude. Yes, we have. That Edwards Edwards Hilaire, dude, steal of the draft. And obviously, KC saw the value in him. Dude, he's going to be a stud. He is an absolute unit, bro. He's thick. He's like he's built like uh he's built like uh uh what's his name that the, the Raiders play for Bama? Jo- uh, Josh Jacobs. No, no, he's built like uh no that he's at the Raiders. I'm talking about the older older running back. Richardson. No, 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 the one that won the Heisman. What's his name? 
Oh, Ingram. My, my bad. Mark Ingram. Yeah. Mark Ingram. I thought Dude, you said Raiders. Built, my bad. No, no, you're good. He, uh, he's built just like Mark Ingram, bro. He and is. He can, he can he can catch. He can block. He, he he can he does it all, dude, and and also he's got an enormous chip on his shoulder, and uh, I think that's going to bode well for him in the first few few years until he gets settled in. So, uh, want to hear something interesting about how that they picked him? So, yep. Andy Reid and their GM, they kind of had their own. They they were talking, and then they reached out to Pat Mahomes, and the GM was like, "Hey, don't think about this. Just give me one name. Who you who do you want?" And he goes, "Clyde." So they picked up Clyde. No way. Swear to God. How do you know that? Did they say that? It came out today in a story. Really? Yep. Because everybody was thinking Swift was going to go there. Yeah, I mean, and Swift is not an awful pick by any means. But, dude, Edward Hilaire, man, he just, the whole year he just showed so much promise, dude, for me at least. I I loved watching LSU play, but I loved watching him do what he did and, and he was that outlet back he could do he, he was a swiss army knife for him man just like mccaffrey but not as agile right right um right. he's just a less he's a mark ingram he's a swiss army knife he can catch it out of the backfield he can block he can run it upfield he's quick he's quick enough to make people miss and he can he can run it between the tackles uh i think he's dude i literally i i, I think he's a staple in the league i think he's gonna make a good career and make a good living i'll tell you that Oh yeah, as long as he, as long as all these guys going in the first and second round, as long as they're smart with their money, they'll have a good living. As long as they're not bust. A hundred percent, dude. Did um, did the all, did all, when did Auburn's tackle go? Did he go at all in the first or second, second round? He went. Round? Uh, he went to Carolina. You're talking about Derek Brown. He went to Carolina. It was either pick seven or pick eight. No, that's right. That's right. I was actually referring to uh, Prince. Uh, Prince. Oh no, yeah, he, he didn't get picked up yet. Yeah, well, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, he didn't do a whole bunch for Auburn, but uh, he did his best. He's really good in terms of prototype, though. Yeah, he's uh, a big boy. I'll tell you a good pick, dude. Herbert to the Chargers, bro. Really? You're on the opposite side of what a lot of people think about that. I love Herbert to the Chargers. I love Herbert. Dude, I've loved Herbert since the Auburn-Oregon game. I love it. Interesting. Yeah, a lot of people don't like Herbert. He's low key. He low key runs like a deer, dude. He's he's enormous. <laughs> he's got a phenomenal arm, phenomenal arm, and he runs. He's so sneaky with how agile he is out back there. He, he can move around, dude. Um, as long as he don't get his legs taken out from under him, I think he'll uh, he'll have a good career as well. And uh, I just I, I think he's a hard pick to pass up. Um, oh yeah. I, I think I think he's far better than. Anybody else in terms of quarterback relative besides obviously your your Tua's and your Burrows, um, he's definitely a close third, if not second, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I think he's good. Absolutely, I mean, he's got the you know the body size and everything. I just it's hard to judge just because I didn't really watch a whole lot of Oregon. So, yeah. and that's you know the West Coast. I mean, that's that whole thing. So, I I don't know. It's it's a good pick. I think he he'll fit that brand very well. Um, I'm, I wasn't shocked he was the third quarterback to go at all. I like that better than uh, Jordan Love, so I'm not too shocked. But also, the big shock that came from this was the fact that Jordan Love went to the dang Green Bay Packers. Yeah, dude. I mean, but here's, here, when's the last time four quarterbacks went in the first round? I 
feel like that almost happens every year. Is that true? I mean, let's think. Um, yeah, yeah I, mean, I know two. I know three, but four, dude, four quarterbacks, four first-round caliber quarterbacks, I mean, in the NFL draft, like, I don't know. Well, they didn't blow it up. I mean, if they did, if that was a big thing, they would have blown that up uh, all day, yesterday, and today. So, uh, you're right, you're right, you're right. That is, dude. That was super shocking, though. But I did call it. I was just, I was literally, we were sitting there, uh, and uh, it was, it was like, I, I came in late, and, and I was wondering, who, when is the, when are the Packers going to start going another direction? You know. Because um, Rodgers is getting nowhere with nothing but older, and he is still incredible, and he's got a great arm talent to this day, and he's brilliant. But he's nonetheless he's thirty, what eight, thirty six, uh, thirty five. Same year. Get this, he is the same age as when he got drafted. When uh, he is the same age as Brett Favre when he got drafted. Oh no way! It's like Swear. the path of the torch. Yep, that's awesome. But uh, you know he's going to get butthurt. We both know his ego is just gigantic. So. Oh, my God, yes. So That's going to be interesting, man. Oh, it's absolutely going to be interesting. See how he handles this entire thing, if he's going to be – I mean, you kind of saw how he handled it with Brett. You know, he kind of was not very happy there right when uh, on that last year when Brett was there. So it'll be interesting to see how he does this. He's got four years left on his contract, so this will be interesting. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I mean, in this these last few years, man, these make or break your legacy. Uh, and, and for somebody like him, especially with only one bowl, one Super Bowl, um, he's not a Tom Brady. You know, Tom Brady can literally just do what he wants at this point, and it doesn't matter. Nothing, in no way, shape, or form will his legacy be tarnished. But yeah. with somebody like Aaron Rodgers, man, if he has a bad, if 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 this thing kind of blows back on him and he doesn't handle it the right way and say he doesn't he doesn't give the tutelage to Jordan Love that they think he should it's just not gonna it's not gonna be good for his legacy um but um I hope he handles it the right way I'm a big Aaron Rodgers fan oh I'm a massive Aaron Rodgers fan I used to not be I mean I didn't like how the whole thing went down with him and Brett uh I was I did like Favre I was a big Favre guy but yeah. you see what Rodgers has done, and he's still doing it. And it's just – he does this – He does. it's kind of like what Brady did this past year. He does it without guy, like a lot of help. Like all he has is Devontae Adams. You would think they would have gone and gotten a receiver. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Speaking of receivers, were you shocked by Jerry Judy going so late and Ruggs going so early? I actually called Ruggs going early. I called it, and I'm, I only say that because he was a big talk when he ran that 4-2. Yep. People love – they put a premium on that 40, man. Oh, dude, they all hyped that, hyped that 40 up. But the best thing is is the fact that Ruggs went to the Raiders because all the Raiders do is they, um, they draft speed. Only speed. That's all they ever do. Yo, did you notice how jacked little Gruden was? Oh yeah! Oh no, dude. Lil Gruden's a—he's—he's he's a fighter. Is he? Yes. You did not. Did so? You don't remember watching the Hard Knocks, did you? No, I never watched it. Oh, dude. Yeah. There's a whole thing where Gruden, like, at, at the end of one of the episodes, he goes and sees his son, like, he's uh, sparring, and you see him in the octagon. No way, dude. I know he's yoked. 
Oh, he's shredded. He's not very tall, yeah, but he like is shredded. Seven. Yeah, he's, he's jacked, that's for sure. I, I, I think Oakland's going to be good, dude. Yeah, I do too. I mean, if they can get some help up front, which I'm surprised they haven't gone. I mean, they went and got a receiver, which they needed. They needed a receiver. They got Josh Jacobs, which is good. They got some guy, some pieces on the offensive line. In Derek Carr is not terrible. I mean, he's really he's in the middle of the road. I would think. I think middle of the pack kind of guy. I think he's better than Tannehill. Personally, you give that guy some help and a little bit of protection, he can get the ball to this to his guys. And it would have been interesting to see him in AB last year. Yeah, it would have. Do you remember? I mean, do you remember how good of a year he was having when he broke his leg? Though? Yeah, he was killing it. Dude, he was MVP. He was MVP talk. Oh, yeah. But then, like, after that, just, like, slowly but surely off the cliff. Yeah. I, I don't know why. I mean, and it happens for a multitude of reasons, but for whatever reason, he just hadn't had that season uh, since. Yeah. I mean, they were literally, like, a 10-win team that year. Oh, yeah. They were good. And then, I just, honestly, I don't think Gruden likes him because he's not Gruden's guy. Yeah. So I, I feel I'm, that. I just don't think they have the best relationship, even though Derek Carr did move in right next to Gruden. Really? Yeah. But dude, have you seen did you see any of the still shots of the stadium last night? It's freaking cool. It's all black. Yeah. It is it is a cool that is a really cool stadium, no doubt. I remember when Which we is, went, I mean, black's a weird play though, because it's scorching hot out there. And right. they're going to have to repaint that thing every three months. So I wonder if it's glass. Because, like, when you see it in person, it kind of looks like it's black glass. Maybe. I'm not sure. I've never I've never seen it in person. Yeah, I mean, I saw it in person when I went out there in uh, July, and it was really cool. It, I mean, it, for the, a good majority of it was built, and it's it's really cool looking. But So I heard there there's a thing that they don't have out there. They're not doing parking. The only parking that they're going to have is just for the players and the staff. They're not going to have any kind of public parking, so you're going to have to, like, park at, um, if you're going to drive, you're going to either have to Uber or park, like, at the casinos or something. Wow. It's weird, right? Are you kidding? Not kidding. I don't know how that's going to work out. Well, when you're out there, there's not a whole lot of space where it is. It's on, so, like, the strip's on one side of the highway, the stadium's on the other side, but when you're there... Vegas is weird. There's not a whole lot of land where that stadium is. So it kind of makes sense. But at the same time, that's really weird. Because you're taking out a great thing. You're taking out the tailgating. Yeah. And, I mean, and and Raiders fans are notoriously crazy, you know. And they're, they're wild. And they like to have a good time. And they do their, their body makeup and all that. So I don't know what their thoughts will be on that. But. Yeah, they'll figure that out. But no, back to Ruggs and Judy. Um, I mean, Judy's Judy's the better receiver. He's the more complete receiver. But I'm not shocked that Ruggs, Ruggs went before him because, I mean, Ruggs can catch. He's very reliable. I think he only had one drop last year. But that 4-2, man, it's hard to pass up on a 4-2. So I'm not too shocked he went first. I just when I look at Judy, dude, for whatever reason, and he's six one one ninety, which is built, you know, like that's a good size dude. Oh yeah. But when I just see him move around, I just I, he looks so frail to me. I don't yeah. know, man. It's just he just looks like he's gonna get hurt. Like if somebody said, people don't understand, like the eleven guys on the field in the NFL, 
they were the key. They were the impact player on their team in college. They were the only one, and now there's eleven of them, dude. Mm-hmm. So like you're going against the cream of the crop, and these guys will kill you. They will literally hurt you permanently if you mess up. So it's just I I don't know, man. I hope he had. I hope he holds up. I think he's a great receiver, but uh, I don't know, man. I, I feel like he'll be injury prone. Oh yeah. How about the fact that the first three guys that were picked up were all played on uh, a team together in at Ohio State? That's, that's nuts, actually. It's like insane. it really is. So, I mean, uh, you see that stat where Saban finally got they, he officially has a first round pick at every position. Yeah, because he finally got a quarterback that was actually good. <laughs> that's nuts, dude. Dude, you know the one thing I noticed about this draft, and it's really weird. None of the guys showed a whole lot of emotion. It was either they didn't show them having a lot of emotion. Like, Tua did not look very happy when he got drafted. He was just like, eh. No. But also, you got to think, there was no there was no environment involved, right? There was no hype around it because everybody's having to socially distance themselves. Oh, so yeah. So, it's just like, it's just like it, they probably still hadn't sunk in yet because they weren't at the draft day. We both know every, all the first rounders were going to be at the draft. And that would have been a totally different story. Oh, yeah. And uh, are you surprised that Tua went where he did? A lot of people thought he was going to slip. No, dude. I think I think he went exactly where he should have went. Um, I don't know how well they're going to do. I, I still think the Dolphins are going to be trash. I also won't be shocked if Fitzpatrick ends up being the starting quarterback at the end of the year. Uh, so this is what I was telling the guys last night because I watched the, the uh, draft with the guys. And I was telling them, you know, that's a great spot for him to be because you do have Fitzpatrick. He can, he'll probably be the starting quarterback for, you know, the first six, seven weeks, and then after that, two will take over. Right, kind of like the Eli Jones kid. Yeah, I'm interested that you said that you think Fitzpatrick will be the quarterback at the end. I just don't think, honestly, guys, I just don't know. I, I hope I'm wrong because I'm, I'm a two fan. I really am. But I just don't think he's going to do well in the league, man. It's it's he's got that weird injury. He's very injury prone, and that's why everybody thought he was going to slip. He's very injury prone. He's he's not very receptive when it comes to pressure. Um, and when I say pressure, obviously people in that football, man, I'm talking about when people are loading the box and they're bringing they're bringing different blitz packages. And I just every time he gets pressured. He makes erratic, erratic choices. He reminded me a lot of Manziel. He he was a Manziel with better arm talent. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. And, and Manziel, you can do that in college because most of the college players aren't professional athletes. You know, it goes to show when they don't get drafted. So you can kind of exploit that. And he had three professional athletes to throw to to crown on these people. So it's just like he could throw it up whenever he wanted. It's kind of like Burrow. I mean, Burrow's kind of the same way. I mean, he had uh, he had Jefferson, and and I'm sure that Jamar Chase the kid will get picked. Is he? I don't even know if he's going to the draft, but if he still get picked up, uh, Thaddeus Moss. I mean, he he had freaks around him, but also Burrow showed composure. You know, Burrow showed when he showed when he needed to take a sack, he he took a sack. When he needed to throw it away, he threw it away. He didn't force things, um, and Tua does that when he's pressured. I mean. Yeah, I literally watched him throw it directly to a defensive back in the red zone. He got flushed out of the pocket, and they started surrounding him, and they technically contained him really well on the defensive play. 
and he literally just threw it directly to the defensive back. Like it was just, it was awful. Um, I just, I hope he does well. I just don't think he will. Yeah, it'll, I'm interested to see how he does. Uh, I think he's not going to be the starter from the rip, off rip at all. I think it's definitely going to be Fitzpatrick, and then he'll come in and clean up duty, you know, midway through the season. And it'll be interesting. I mean, because the whole thing about this whole draft was, or during this whole thing, is they their doctors couldn't really clear him. So everything that you saw from Tua is just from his Instagram. Granted, he looks like he's fine. Looks like he's a hundred percent, but you don't truly know if he's a hundred percent or not. No, I don't. I don't think he is. I think he's still got those. Dude, when you get hurt, you, when, even when you're a hundred percent, quote unquote, healed physically, the mental side of it, like you still get phantom pains and you still feel pain, even though it's not there. Like when I had my arm injuries, plural, dude, it just felt like my arm would never heal. And I'd go to the doctor. I'm like, they're like, yo, your arm is fine. Like, throw go throw the ball and get your arm in shape. And every time I throw it, it just felt like it would hurt. And it was all, it turned out, it was just mental. But uh, it was, uh, it's, it's just weird. And I know he's still going to go through that. Um, I, it's just a matter of when he can let himself go and let himself play, you know, without having to think about it, worried about getting tackled. Yeah, it's not going to be him taking a drop. It's when he gets pressured and he's having to scramble. That's where I'm interested to see if he really, truly trusts himself. Or is he, you know, is he going to scramble or is he just going to take the sack, you know? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, either way, though, he just got paid. So, he don't. Oh, absolutely. Long, long run, he's good. Oh, uh-huh. Oh, yeah. I mean, you go top, what do you go, number five, number six or something like that? Oh, I yep. mean, dude, he's got money. He got money. But Yeah, he's And you, there was, you brought up something that was interesting. You talked about Burrow and Tua having guys. And th- there's something to that that kind of goes with Jordan Love because you talk about him everybody's like oh he just didn't have anybody and that's why he threw you know 17 picks well that may be true but at the same level you don't know if he's actually gonna you know on the NFL is he really when he's surrounded by good guys is he gonna have better accuracy is he gonna throw those picks right yeah I'm with you uh I have, I have no information on him, so I don't really have any opinion. But um, I wish the best for him. Obviously, he's gonna. He's. I'm pretty sure he can run. Um, but I just I don't know enough about him to form an opinion on him because I don't know anything. You know, I haven't, I haven't watched him play. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, not last year, the year before, they had a really good offense, and everybody said that when he this past year he had a new offensive coordinator, so they changed the offense. And he had nine new guys he was having to play with. So, I mean, that is a factor. But still, that's, sure. that's a lot of picks. That's a lot of interceptions. And they played the LSU this year, right? Yeah. They, they sure and didn't did. They, didn't they put up 35? I think they did. That, it was either this year or last year. I'm pretty sure it was this past year when they won the national championship. And I'm pretty sure they, they put up points against LSU. Yeah, I mean, like I said, they their, their offense wasn't bad. But it's the fact that he threw that many picks. And it just honestly, it kind of shocked me because you got guys that, I mean, SEC quarterbacks, you know, from Tua, Burrow, all these guys, national media. And then here's this guy who comes out of nowhere. Now he's apparently the heir apparent behind Aaron Rodgers, who is arguably the most talented quarterback in the entire league, besides yeah. pre Mahomes. My, my bad. Right. Yeah. I agree. I mean, 
I don't know, dude. It's, they all know they they got their jobs for a reason. We don't have their jobs for a reason. I'm sure they know more about it than we do. But from outside looking in, I'm not. That's a big question mark for me. Yeah, I'm with you there. I mean, it's the biggest story from the draft, and it'll be interesting to see what else they do. You know, they need they need defense. They were in the NFC Championship last year and gave up so many so many rushing yards. You think they would have gotten a linebacker or a defensive tackle or something? They didn't. They got a quarterback or receiver. Yeah. Just give him give him another weapon. I think Roger still has two or three good years in him. Oh, I think um, he does too. I think he could take him to the Super Bowl with the right with with the chips fall the right way. Yeah, I mean he's came out and said he's 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 approaching eighteen. He's on his last his last hole. You know what I mean? Right. So I, he he knows it's coming soon, but at the same time, you think, all right, you you come out and you say that you you talk with the management, you tell them, hey, I only got finite years left. You know, I got three years, four years, whatever it is. At the, I want to win one more Super Bowl or two more Super Bowls. Go get me some guys. Give me some help. Give me a defense. You think they would yeah, do that? I'm with you. But no, it's just a lot of incompetence right there. They they go get his heir apparent. And you're telling me there's not a guy that's as good as Jordan Love, if not better, in next year's draft? Honestly, I don't know. I have no idea. I know Trevor Lawrence, and that's really it. Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, uh, Jamie Newman will be coming out. There'll be some guys next year. I mean, you're not going to have – you might have your random guy that comes out like Burrow. Like Burrow was projected as a six-round guy coming into last year. Now I just yep. went number one overall. It just goes to show that if you put somebody in the right in the right scheme, they can do whatever they want, man. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, I wish he would have went to. I wish he would have fell back to the Panthers, bro. I would have loved to see him play under Matt, the Matt Rule guy. Oh, that'd have been pretty cool. Yeah, that'd have been super sick. I think it'd be super sick if the Panthers picked up Jalen Hurts. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's another guy. We have no idea where he's gonna go. I have no idea where Fromm's going to go. I got a feeling he might end up on the, on the Patriots. Either one of those two might end up on the Patriots. Golly, that'd be – dude, and honestly, Jalen Hurts is such a yes man. He would fit so well at the Patriots, bro. And it'd be him and Stidham. How crazy would that be? Oh, yeah, it'd be nuts. And my one of my buddies last night brought this up. He was like, say say the Dolphins, they go and get a Fromm in, a, in the fourth round or, or Jalen Hurts in the fourth round. Just as a contingency plan, plan the Tua, kind of like what they did with Kirk Cousins and RG three. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I agree. I think, uh, dude. I just think, I think Jalen Hurts would be an awesome understudy for Teddy Bridgewater and uh, in the Panthers. Oh yeah, uh, in the Panthers scheme, dude. That's the reason I say that is because he's willing to work. Obviously, I mean, he's jacked. His work ethic is unmatched. He's willing to put the time in in the books, you know, and learn the playbook. He's going to say yes or no, sir. Um, and he's, he's been on the bench before. You know, he, he understands that role. He's been there. He's done that. He's patient. He can be – he's proven that he can be patient. And uh, I think he deserves, at the very least, a, a QB2 spot. Oh, yeah. Um, two more uh, draft ob- observations that I had. Um, did you see Cliff, uh, Cliff Kingsbury's house? No, I didn't see it. I saw where Mahomes tweeted about it. 
Dude, it's insane. It's nuts looking. I mean, he literally looks like he went and bought the nicest house out in uh, Arizona. It's all glass. He has this cool fire pit, and he has, like, it, it's it's cool. You're going to have to look it up. He had this camera from, like, really high up, and you could see him in a, his entire backyard, and you could see, like, the mountain ranges. It was pretty cool, man. That's, uh, what a flex, dude. Oh. That's when you know he's young. Oh, 100% young. It looks like the typical bachelor pla- uh, pad if you were rich, but it's like, you know, 10,000 square feet or something like that. Yeah, I'm sure it's ignorant. I'm sure it's the size of my elementary school. Yeah, and uh, they went and got, who'd they go and get? They got Isaiah Simmons, which I thought was an incredibly good pick. Maybe, man. I, dude, when it comes to, like, when it comes to non-skill, I don't really know enough about it, you know? Yeah, he's one. Well, the thing I think it's a good pick is because he can literally play safety. He can play middle linebacker, outside linebacker, defensive end. You can play uh, the yep. jack backer out in the in the you know your little rover backer that plays a tight end. He's that athletic. He's like six three, six four, two fifty or something like that, and he can haul. He runs like the same speed as Trevor uh, as Etn does. It's he's a he's a freak. He's a freak. Is simply put. I think he's gonna be. I think he's gonna end up being that. Uh, you know that the Cam guy at uh, for the Seahawks. Yeah, Cam Chancellor. Cam Chancellor. He's gonna end up being a guy like that. Dude. Just an enormous freak of nature that can just lay the boom. Yeah, I actually agree with you. Um, one last observation from the draft that I had. Uh, it was Jerry Jerry Jones. They drafted C.D. Lamb, and he drafted off his yacht. Yeah, dude. What a flex! It was like a million multi-million dollar yacht oh dude his yacht is almost the size of a cruise ship that's crazy dude i mean unbelievable did you see how he like kind of like just missed his son when they when they were celebrating like wait oh yeah it was weird very awkward well also did you notice this how all of the draft picks in the first round had nice houses oh yeah most of them had nice houses there was a god who was it there was one guy, and we looked at that, and I was like, holy shit, that is a nice-ass house. It was a guy out in Kansas or something like that. It might have been Dude, Isaiah Simmons. the worst Simmons. house was Joe Burrow. <laughs> well, he, he lives in Athens, Ohio, where he's talked about the poverty rate. Well, dude, he's, they're living it because he had the worst house in the whole first round. Yeah. I mean, I think his dad's just like a high school football coach or something like that, so it makes sense. I don't know, dude. You know how they funnel money. I'm shocked he wasn't in a multi-million dollar house. Very true. Very true. We, I mean, dude, there were some of those houses. It was like, damn, what the hell? Like two of them at their their house in Alabaster, dude. They they had yeah. so much wood. They looked like lived they looked uh, lived in a log cabin. It did. They looked like they were out in the middle of the woods. That's like right up the road from where I used to live. Really? Yeah. Oh man, yeah. So the NFL draft, it was. You know what was nice about it? It was finally something. To just distract us and give us something. It finally gave us something to talk about and to look forward to it all for a whole month, have something to finally talk about. It was just nice to sit back, relax, and just watch something that was sports-related. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it was it was nice. It was a good change of pace, dude. I just hope everything kind of calms down so we can actually get to actually playing the sport, you know? Yep, absolutely. I mean, we're getting golf in June, thank God. Um, there's some rumors about what the MLB are going to do. Uh, I'm not 
we'll get into that next week. Uh, we can bring somebody on and they can talk about it as well. They'll know more about it. Uh, but we're, we're, I think sports are going to come back soon. There's a lot of studies going around right now that a lot more people have probably had this thing because they, they're testing for antibodies and they're finding that a lot of people have these antibodies. So this thing's been around since December, January, and I, it, it looks like a lot more people have had it and we're going to be able to get back to normal eventually a lot sooner rather than later. No doubt. And I'll tell you this, my mom thinks that she had it uh, in December um, because they they did, they said it was flu-like, but uh, it wasn't the flu, you know? Right. And she thinks that, yeah, she thinks that she had it back then. Um, and the thing is, though, we were just going about our lives and making it happen, you know? And now... That it came to that we get we had our fear mongers on the on the on the internet and on the on the TV. It just they shut our whole they shut our entire country down because of it. Yeah, and they're trying to so Georgia is coming out and they're going to reopen our some of our things or at least give business owners the option to reopen some things. And there are a lot of people that are not happy about it. Um, I I have my own opinions. I don't want to get political with it, but my my personal yeah. thought is it's just quickly. It's it's a good thing. Um, I think we need to get back to our lives, but at the same time, if you don't want, if you think it's too early, just stay home. Nobody's forcing you to go do anything. That's the fact, dude. Honestly, and it would be good to see big business give people the option to exactly. work remotely if they need to, if they feel like they're in danger. But also opening businesses up, man, and and you gotta take the same precautions and wash your hands. And, and honestly, it's is it'll be for the better because it's making people more aware of the fact that maybe you aren't as clean as you think, you know, uh, and, and they're being more mindful of their hygiene and, and staying as clean for others, if not for themselves. So this could be for the good. Um, I think we should open up, uh, and, and at least give people the opportunity, you know? Yeah, I, I am a hundred percent there. Uh, so let's talk about something else. Let's talk about the MJ doc. Uh, you currently have not watched it, but I did. Um, we talked about this a little beforehand. I, to be honest, man, we were so young back then that I didn't really, it's hard up for, it was hard for me to really understand the grasp of Michael Jordan. You always just heard about him, right? But then you watch his documentary, you see what he was doing in high school, you see what he was doing in North Carolina, and you see how he started off when he was, you know, a rookie and stuff. The dude is a lot like Kobe. He has that killer instinct, and the man was a freaking absolute monster. Oh yeah, absolute unit, dude. I wrote I wrote his biography when I was very when I was pretty young, like ten or eleven. And dude, he's a unit, bro. He is a force to be. He was a force to be reckoned with. And uh, you're right, Kobe modeled his game a lot like Jordan. And uh, I don't, he wasn't as good, I don't think, but he uh, they were they were two peas in a pod, dude. They really were. Yeah, they both had the killer instinct, and that's something you're starting to notice with a lot of these, you know, greatest of all times. You hear about them; they all have one thing in common. They all have this will and this drive to be the best. It's an innate work ethic that you don't see from the common person. Some people say they want to be the best, but these guys had an unbelievable, beautiful obsession with what they wanted to do with their craft, and that's why you see Kobe and. Michael being the best, and you see Tom Brady, you see you Tiger, like all these guys, they just crave being the best, and and you see this in this document or documentary when you see Michael, kind of like he's talking about Scottie Pippen, and he's like, hey, 
Scotty not playing because he's because he's mad that they about his contract. That was selfish on him. I want to win a championship. That's what we're here for. Right. Yeah. I mean, and the thing is, dude, people hate when they say that. You know, like, but oh, yeah. the reality is, he's just speaking his mind, and I, I appreciate the hell out of that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, it, dude, listen to this stat: Tiger from 2000 to 09 won 56 times. I mean, dude, I remember that. It was literally like every week you'd tune in or you'd come in on Monday and watch uh, Sports Center. Help Tiger Woods won again. Dude, he won one tournament by more than like twelve strokes. Yeah, he was a Literally, monster. He was, he was up on the field by eight strokes going in the last day and just poured it on again. He's, he could have literally just parred every hole in one, and instead he shot like a 65. I was like, what? This guy's a maniac. Yeah, he was an absolute monster on the golf course. I mean, that's why you hear about the Tiger effect and stuff. Dude, 10-year stint, he won 56 times. That's ridiculous, dude. Absolutely insane, and so Dude, people win. People are winning nine and ten times on the on the tour, and they're considered Hall of Famers. Oh yeah, he's won eighty two times. Eighty two. That's nuts. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm interested to see the rest of this documentary. Uh, you got Rodman. That's this weekend, and you know how crazy Dennis Rodman is. He's like best friends with Kim Jong Un, who right, yeah, who just. Who just came out and was rumored to say that he was brain dead, but I think that got kind of shot down very quickly. Yeah, that was that was interesting to see that come through on the uh, old Twitter this weekend. Yeah, Dennis, uh, they had some characters on that team, man, and Michael Jordan's the one that had to manage them. Oh yeah, well you see, Scotty, man. I can't, I did not, I mean, obviously I knew Scotty was good and you knew he was, you know, the, the Robin to the Batman of Michael Jordan, but I didn't know he, he was so underpaid. Oh my God. That was a terrible contract. Seven years, $18 million. That's crazy, man. I didn't even know that. But I you, know he's a hall of famer. Oh yeah. But you know, what's interesting when you look at his contract compared to Michael's for, you know, most of those years, it was he was making about two million less, but then you Michael got paid the last two years he was there with the Bulls. He was getting you know thirty mil, right? And rightly so. I mean, at that time he was the greatest player to ever walk the earth. Still, probably one of the greatest players to walk the earth, if not oh, the still, greatest. Definitely, definitely one of the greatest. But he's not the greatest. You still. <laughs> Okay, we're not getting into the most cliche debate of all time with between LeBron and him. I hate that. I hate that debate. <laughs> I hate that debate. I hate that debate. It's really good debate, debate when you look at the stats, dude. I mean, yeah, but championships, baby. Look at them rings. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'm super interested to see this. This, especially this weekend. So apparently the episode two was the worst one. That was the Scotty one. And now we're moving into, you know, Rodman and all that. And you know what's crazy about the entire thing? Their GM, Jerry Krause, I mean, RIP, he, he passed away, so he can't really defend himself. But, dude, he wanted to break up one of the greatest teams of all time. He literally told Phil, hey, you can win 82 straight games and not lose a single game. And you're done. This is your last year. I wonder why. He had this, he had a huge ego. 
That's a yikes, dude. <sighs> Sorry about that, guys. Um, but he had this huge ego. He had li- like a little man's little little man complex. You know, the guy, I mean, Michael and them openly clown this guy. Openly clowned him. They would be like, hey, you going to come do layups? All right, uh, well, they need to lower the rim for you. They would say that to his face. Dude, but if he's going to be that way, honestly, he's good. Yeah, but then he wanted to, like, hey, they decided to rebuild right in the middle of a dynasty. Hey, man, you got one of the greatest teams of all time. Do, don't rebuild. What are you rebuilding for? Yeah, right. So Unreal, I thought that it'll be interesting to see that whole dynamic play out the entire time. I know. I need to watch it, I guess. Is it on ESPN Plus? Yeah. I mean, it's on ESPN. You can definitely watch it. I mean, they just showed it ESPN. So, oh, really? It's not yeah. even on the Plus? No, it's not even on the Plus. It's It's right there. That's dope. That's dope. Well, I'll, I'll definitely check it out then. I didn't even know. All I'm right. not big into documentaries, Loki. See, I am. I like them. Yeah, if it's something like this, I'll watch it for sure. Yeah, it's got to be something you're interested in, though. Like, I've watched the Avicii documentary, and I loved it. Really? Yeah, it was really good. Um, So, let's talk about one more thing sports-related, and that's obviously Tom Brady and Gronk coming back. What do you think about it? Uh, it was shocking to me, man, to be honest with you. Uh, but uh, mission accomplished on that front. Yeah, I don't uh, know how Gronk. I don't know how well Gronk's gonna do, but it'll be good for it's good for ticket sales. Oh, and jersey sales. I mean, Tampa. There. I mean, on paper they should be really good. We'll see. I'm interested to see what they do here moving out, especially in the draft. But that offense should be deadly. It'll be interesting to see how Gronk does after a year of rest. He is a little lighter. He says he's good to go, but. He definitely looks a lot lighter, and it'll be interesting to see if he can still take the same punishment. Or maybe, hey, maybe him losing some weight makes him a little bit quicker, a little bit more nimble. Well, either way, I mean, they have O.J. Howard. So, I mean, he's not going to be on in the field every snap. I'll let you know yeah. that right now. Well, they also – well, they're, it's rumored that they're going to trade him, and then they also still have Cameron Brait too, so. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That would, uh, I mean, that'd be interesting. They got weapons for days, though, dude. That's for sure. Yeah. So did you hear? I mean, if Jameis can throw for five thousand yards with bad eyesight and a bad knee and a bad wrist, they have weapons. Yeah, I mean, dude, that offense is nasty. Mike Evans, Godwin. Uh, I think they do need a, another running back. I mean, they have Ronald Jones, but they need another guy. So I was, I wouldn't be shocked if they went and got somebody like a Jonathan Taylor or something like that in this draft. No, I wouldn't be shocked either. That's that probably the play, to be honest. Yeah. I or mean, maybe JK. some defensive, defensive pieces. Yeah, they definitely need some defensive pieces for sure. I think that's where they got to sure up. So, I mean, you don't need much on offense. I think they went and got a tackle. Um, Yeah, they went and got a tackle, tackle in the first round, so that was good. But, I mean, AFC, or NFC South is going to be incredibly, incredibly entertaining this year. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to say the least. Yeah. We got Bucks, Saints, Bucks, Saints, Panthers, and Falcons. Dude. And then, yeah, well, whoever those guys are. Dude, <laughs> if the Falcons were smart, they would get rid of Matt Ryan's stupid ass and get Cam Newton. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do, man. I, the Falcons. Or Jameis. 
Oh, my God. The Falcons are so head-scratching, man. It's hard to be a fan. Yeah, I don't know what the hell they're doing. Me either. I mean, we went and got Terrell last night, but it's, I don't know how I feel about that pick. But, yeah, I mean, yeah. so that's pretty much it on the big stories. I mean, oh, one more. You got you got the um, the golf match. You got Tiger and Peyton Manning versus Tom Brady and Phil Mickelson. I can't. Hey. It's going to be on TNT. We're actually going to get to watch it. We're not going to have to pay for it this time. It's going to be great. I'm taking Tiger all day. If you bet against Tiger, you're stupid. Yeah, it's definitely Tiger. I mean, and Peyton Manning, think about it. He's been retired. He's had time to uh, to practice golf. Tom Brady's down in Tampa in public parks getting kicked out for trying to train for football. You think he has time to play golf? Exactly. And the odds are only minus 150 for Tiger and Peyton, and then it's plus 130 for Phil and Tom. Oh, it's going to be close. I wonder how they're going to play it, though. Are they going to play, like, scrambles or – well, it would be awesome if they played not best ball. I guess a scramble, yeah. You know, you come up and Peyton tees off, and then he's like in the woods, and you have Tiger having to go out of the woods, and then uh, Peyton has to put it in or something like that. That would be awesome. So yeah, that would be fun to watch. That I would love to watch. I don't want it to be like best ball because they're just going to play Phil and Tiger's ball the entire time. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I am interested. See how that plays out. I wonder. I, I want to know the format stuff. You know. Yeah, I think you'll. It's supposed to happen here in May, so I think more details will come out. What I want it to be, I want these guys to shit talk. I want them to shit talk. I want them to be able to be super unfiltered and give each other crap. That's what I want. I want side bets. I want all of that. I'm sure they'll do side bets. I don't think. Well, can Brady legally do that? That's a good question. I don't know how that works. I know he's not in the NCAA, but still. Yeah, I have no idea. No idea. I guess, I mean, it's not on his sport, so I think he'd be okay. That'd that's what be got, a lot of fun to watch. Man. Yeah, because that's what Pete Rose got in trouble for is because he was betting on his own team. He was betting right. on him to win, so that's a whole thing. Uh, but, yeah, man, I'm, in, I'm pumped for that. I guess, hey, now there's something else to look forward to here in May at least. No doubt. I'm excited about it. I, I just I, I want more details, you know? Yeah. I need to go play golf myself, honestly. Oh, me too. I mean, I think the golf courses are still open, so that's good. Oh, they are. Yep. Um, I know that firsthand. So, yeah, I think that's that's about wraps it up for our sports talk for the for this week, guys. It was a lot. Um, It was good. It was nice to be able to talk sports once again. Um, I know it's not what we've do- done the last, I mean, shit month and a half i mean we haven't talked about really much of anything other than just you know talking about the draft leading up to it and things can shut down some rumors and stuff but it was nice to actually have something to talk about this week yeah i agree i mean it's hard to it's hard to do a podcast when that's mainly sports when there's no sports <laughs> yeah i mean we we do a good job of mixing it up i mean mixing in our normal stuff and then with sports so uh, I think we do a good job about that, and it's it's been nice the the go another route, but it's nice to come back to where we're comfortable. No doubt, no doubt. I know I had a good time. Hey, do we have any questions? Yes, sir. That's our our, our we got we got a couple questions. All right, so same theme as the last two episodes. 
So the first one I got, if you can time travel, oh, you have the ability to time travel and you can talk to yourself, but you can only use 10 words. What year do you go to and what do you say to yourself? So I have to, it has to be in the year I'm born, obviously. Um, I go, I go to my 12 year old self, which would be now 2000 and what would be 2007. Yeah, that sounds about right. I'd go to, I'd go to my 12 year old self. And I would tell myself to stop playing sports and focus on music. Yeah. I mean, that's under 10 words for sure. That's what I would do. I would say stop playing sports and focus on music. So this is what I would do. I would go back to the day that I got hurt at South. I would tell myself right before we had that practice or whatever that was, we had what it was like a three on one or something like that. I, it was hey, something like that. Yeah. I would tell, I would say, Hey, move your hand, move your hand and then start a podcast. Those are the, that's exactly <laughs> what I would tell myself. That's classic dude. Podcasting really wasn't that big back then. It was just Joe Rogan. That's it. I know. That's why I'm saying you, if you could have started it back then, could have had a big following by now, just like he does. That would have been, been lit. I mean, the NCAA wouldn't have allowed it, but yeah, but I wasn't on. I, I wasn't on the team, so it didn't really matter. I think they would have allowed it. I think they would have allowed it, but if we were bringing in money, they wouldn't have allowed it. Yeah. Did you hear about that kid that that played football and he was a, he had a YouTube channel and yep. he was huge. Yeah. He's he literally just quit football. Yeah, I don't blame him. They yeah because he got in trouble like, for it. Heck yeah! I've been pissed by them. Oh hell yeah! I'm like, look, this is something I'm doing outside of football. Why does it matter? Right. Okay, next question. Life or death situation, and you must choose a drinking game. First, what is the game? And two, who is your partner slash team, if it's that kind of game? Uh, life or death, my game would be... It would probably be Snappa, and my partner would be Swaggerty. Dude, I was thinking about Snappa the other day. I missed that game. I only played twice, and both times I rang one in. Dude, Snappa's so much fun, dude. So much fun. I love it. You know some people call it beer dye? Well, that's actually technically what that's called. Snappa's played on your knees. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I'm fairly certain. Don't quote me, but I'm, I'm close to 100%. That's what that's, that's the real name. Huh. Oh, my God. But, dude, our tailgates when we played that, so much fun. Dude, had a blast. Absolute blast. I, that's, the big, that's, the most, that's the biggest thing I missed, dude, like, snapping. And yeah. those, those tailgates were fun, though. Dude, all of our trucks lined up, beer pong everywhere, flip cup, snap up. Oh, my God, so much fun. Perks of a mid-major. Yep, perks of a mid-major. Free parking, too. You just had to go stand in line and get your parking pass. Exactly. 
All right, mine would be beer pong, and it's just because I I got really good. I want to say back in my college days, so it would be beer pong, and my partner would be Billy. Billy. Okay. So here's an option. Question three. It's an option. You can either have two really average kids, or you can have one kid that is a pro athlete, but the other is illiterate. What do you choose? Oh, pro athlete and illiterate. Yep, that's what I'm going with too. All day, dude. Hey, the illiterate kid still can be successful. Look at Floyd Mayweather. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah. We'll just. I mean. They don't need to be able to read to be successful. Yeah. Usually you would think, but hey, maybe he's talented in something else. I don't know. He can be successful if he's illiterate. 100%, dude. People do it all the time. Yep. Yep. All right. So what is one alcohol that if you taste it, it, it automatically makes you want to throw up? Um... That alcohol for me would be Black Cherry Mike's Hard Lemonade. <laughs> I think we've talked about that before. Hundred <laughs> percent, dude. That that would make me vomit, boy. We've talked about those before. Mine's Fireball. Dude, I love Fireball. Oh my god! I think I might have asked this question a couple weeks back. To be honest with you, mine's Fireball, and it's because of sophomore year and me and. Uh, Mr. Bill Brown and we uh, went back and we we tipped one back one weekend on a whole handle and we had a good time. I've never had a bad experience with fireball, though. You know what I'm saying? Hey, man, you put put back a whole handle, you'll you'll have a bad experience. And then when we went down to New Orleans, uh, our buddy Bill's Bill's buddies were buying us just immense amount of beers, and then they were sliding us fireball shots on top of that, and it was just. I, I had so much in me, I had to puke, and I puked on New Bourbon Street. That's the worst. It's the worst. Okay, this is our last question. It's my favorite one. You go to a new girlfriend's house, and you meet her dad for the first time. He hands you an aux cord. What's the first song you're playing? My first song is going to be Clouds by me. <laughs> See, I kind of figured you were going to go that way. Um, <laughs> uh, but realistically, first song uh, that is a good question. Probably like "Take Me Home, Country Road" or something like that, just to make him like me. Oh, he's a normal dude. You play uh, "Sweet Home Alabama." Yeah, that too. Or I can just play, you know, "What Happens Next." That's right, dude. That's that's a fact. I can play some Cam Cummings, or when uh, the next song comes out. Let's get it. Let's get it. Yeah, I'm probably gonna drop shoes soon. Well, you got to get up and record up in Nashville, though. Yeah, but that's for Clanton. I already got Clanton. I got to record Clanton. I already got uh, Q's recorded. Oh, I know that. You are saying you were going to drop two, though. Yeah, I just don't know. It just depends. Yeah. All right. Well, let's wrap this thing up. Uh, this was fun, guys. Like I mentioned earlier, it was just nice to have sports topics to talk about again. Um this wasn't, you know, our silly goose time that we always did, like we, we've been having, and I, it was still fun. Um, I'm glad we got to talk about sports. The NFL draft is really entertaining. Um, we're going to keep covering the the uh, MJ doc as we go through it. It's We got four more weeks of it. It's two weeks on – two episodes every week on uh, Sunday nights, so check it out, 9 to 10, then 10 to 11. Uh, thanks, guys, for tuning in. Uh, 
if you want to tell your friends about this podcast, go ahead and do it because we still we still are growing. So we want you to grow with us. So thanks for staying with us. To all the L's out there, uh, last episode was a lot like what we used to do. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Hope uh, we're gonna bring some more guys on like we did last week. So stay tuned. Uh, follow us on Twitter and, and Instagram at BDE Radio. Uh, Cam, got anything to wrap this thing up with? Honestly, dude, not really, man. I'm just excited that we got sports back. I'm glad that we got to witness the first ever virtual draft. You know, we're still making history, and we're still being a part of history, so that's pretty cool to think about, guys. Um, I know it's a weird time, but just think of it as an opportunity. You know, we we lived through this weird, weird, weird time. Um, tell your family you love them, because uh, there's a lot of people out there, man. They're losing their grandparents left and right. And it's very, very weird uh, because we don't really know how to approach it. But um, don't take that for granted, man. Just call them. Tell them you love them. Uh, give them a good FaceTime. And uh, really just, just be thankful for who you have in your life, you know. Um, I realized that over the past few weeks with my family, I haven't been able to see them in a very long time, probably a month and a half. So, um, And I live right up the road, well, about an hour away. So it's been weird, but um, you know, just just be just be thankful and, and keep everybody in your thoughts uh, that are going through it. Um, but um, I'm glad you guys are here with us and y'all are getting to experience this with us. And uh, just be here next week, dude, because we're gonna keep growing. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, got a new logo, so check that out too. Uh, thanks, guys. Stay safe and, and uh, enjoy your weekend. Uh, look forward to seeing y'all next week. Have a great fucking weekend.